On this episode, there's obviously a lot of things that need to mana go. The race itself, mini drivers, we're going to talk about that because I'm actually very upset about this race here on the Track Limits podcast. Do you like that mana go, Harrison? Good good pun there. Good play on the words. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And hello. Thank you for listening. Here after this wonderful, wonderful weekend of racing to the Track Lemons Podcast. My name is Taylor. I'm joined here as always by my friend Harrison. Hello. Harrison, you just want to get right into it. Congratulations first off to Checo for um, winning Monaco. Redemption Sunday. Awesome. Redemption for him. Also, very nice to see some emotion from him on the podium. It was a great moment. You can't hate the guy. Wonderful. Also, uh, let it slip that he, uh, to Christian signed Horner, his, that he contract. signed his contract a little too early, uh, which I thought was funny. Uh, and Red Bull will just wait until, you know, the Mexican Grand Prix before they, they mention that. Uh, but well, he's, he's going to be now. sticking around because he's doing everything very well. Uh, anyway, uh, besides Q3, we won't talk about that. Hey, I um, mean, it, it worked out for the two people that wrecked. I'd like to start out with the race itself which is that wonderful long delay we had obviously blamed on rain on uh on the rain but you know now it's coming out that uh crofty mentioned it during their broadcast at one point that they just lost power and couldn't see anything out of their monitors they could only talk um but apparently the reason we kept on having rolling starts is because they couldn't even get the lights to work because of power issues this should just be an example of the what the Monaco Grand Prix has become. I'm going to continue talking now about that. Yeah, I thought you were going on a rant here, so I was just letting you go. My my rant is this. Every I, Everyone who was defending the Monaco Grand Prix, I understand its history. I understand how great it is um, for the history of motorsports. It does not work for Formula One anymore. The, the first, their TV direction is hot garbage. I'm seeing things three days later. Excuse me, it's not three days later. It's it's a day later. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say this right. If I'm gonna criticize them, I'm gonna be right when I say it. The next day of incidents that happened in the race that I wasn't even aware of. For instance, I had no idea that uh, Mick and Alex Albon had a. Uh, little bit of a contact there going into one turn where Mick just turned straight into Alex. Um, didn't realize, uh, we, st- I still haven't seen anything about Kevin Magnuson. I need to go back on F1 TV now and just watch his onboard to see what happened with him. And I know he had a, a pump issue, water pump issue. I can't remember what exactly what they said, but eventually he's just standing on the, on the side of the grid. Nobody even knows what's happening. The, uh, commentators don't even know what's happening. I was watching the onboards of Mick's uh, crash, and there is literally a minute and a half delay where they don't even know he crashed because the direction is so bad. The, the commentators cannot see everything that is happening. They are just watching the world feed just like we are. They do have the timing screens. They have the tracker like you see on F1 TV, but they... They don't see what's happening. And they're as blind as we are when it comes to this race. It is... I have so many thoughts, and when this happens on the podcast, they all just come out in a 
giant <laughs> blah, 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 casserole. But it is very frustrating to me because it's not a good product. I guess it all comes down to this. The Monaco Grand Prix is not a good product anymore. We've got people... I saw the perfect example. There was an article saying uh, Monaco is known for how the rich and extravagant lifestyles, and you've got people wearing trash bags on the in the stands with the rain. I, it just didn't do it for me. They barely showed the steak and shake. So, I think you made some valid points, and who knows? The contract know. was up this year, so they and they're having trouble resigning. So you, uh, you may never get to see it again. But I do uh, think that like there was um, just some bad decision. I think if they gave up the, the TV direction, a lot of people are saying change the track. I I actually didn't think the race itself was very poor. I thought the race was. Uh, decently exciting towards the end. What uh, was your favorite part? Was it Alonzo holding back everybody just because he could? Uh, that, well, that was pretty annoying. I It was just like... For me, it was mostly like... It was a lot of anticipation as to what was going to happen. I mean, obviously nothing happened, but you know, you had... Well, what, what should have been 40 laps of Carlos chasing down and trying to pass Checo for four like, it's hard to pass obviously Pierre did it it's possible to pass it's just very hard but I didn't think it was super boring I just think that it was um, mishandled and there was a lot of bad luck that went into it there was a lot of good strategy calls bad strategy calls I uh it was better than what I thought it was going to be but the rain delay really killed it the the whole of nobody knowing what's going on just really took like if they would have just started on time. I don't know it's easy saying this from where we're at, but if they would have just started the race on time, the big shower that brought like the rain puddles and I know there's power issues, but you wouldn't necessarily need the the start lights or anything. I mean, obviously you need caution lights, but if if they would have just started on time, the puddling wouldn't have happened. They would have been able to start get laps in then it would have rained heavy they would have already been on wet tires so it would have been fine they just would run slow for a little while and we wouldn't have got like 15 laps cut out of the race you know so it's like there's just a lot that was going on and a time to race yeah just didn't really uh for a race that's trying to keep itself on the calendar it didn't do enough like and i'm a big proponent of like hey we we should keep monaco around for the history the drivers love it the track itself, the challenge of it, it's more of a, uh, you have to be locked in for 70 something laps, 77 laps without, you know, a millimeter of a mistake. Uh, so from that aspect, it's like good, but for a track in a race trying to keep itself on the calendar, it didn't live but up to what it needed to. When it comes back to without a millimeter of mistake, I mean, who's the one who made the mistake? I mean, I mean, who who out of all the drivers who's making mistakes? It was only one had exactly an issue during the race. So to, I don't know. It's just it isn't entertaining to me anymore. It was only entertaining because um, Ferrari brought in the clown car again for their strategy. <laughs> um, you know, there was a wonderful post on um, Reddit. Uh, yesterday, a 2018 Alfa Romeo driver won one of the most prestigious motor races in the world, and the other one is Charles Leclerc, because Charles Leclerc got screwed by his own team. True. 
And it was great to watch. I'm, I'm, uh, you know what? I will sit here and give all the props to uh, F1 TV because it's given me all the content where I can go back and see something happen. I'll just watch the onboards because watching poor Chuck in his car driving up with his throwing engineer his, screaming, his no, up. stay out, stay out, throwing his hands up as he's just sitting in the pit lane waiting because Carlos is in front of him and they've double stacked with poor timing. It, it's just... He had to have felt, you felt feel so for the hope, guy. He had to feel hopeless in that moment because he, I mean, he'd been dominating all weekend. And, and I, just, I feel... You know, and I feel bad, especially because it's... um, It was my prediction. So I, I feel a special connection. I understand that's why he's upset also. He, he let me down, he thinks. But, um, <laughs> you know... In the end, um, yeah, he got screwed. I will say that is a new unique race winner, though. Number three, Checo. Should have two in a row. In our, in our race to five unique race winners. Uh, pole sitters didn't change. Uh, but I will talk about one of these in our over-under game from January here soon because I think there's a big point that we need to talk about. Anyway, go ahead. What do you want to talk about with Monaco still? Well, well, I mean, I was just going to say, you know, Checo should have two wins in a row, and he's only 15 points out of the championship. So if him winning this race makes Barcelona and their decision to uh, give Max the win, essentially, mm-hmm. it makes that even more uh, questionable of why are we doing that six, six races in. And... But, hey, heaven forbid his Red Bull second driver be leading the championship, right? We can't have that. We can't couldn't, have that. They couldn't you do know. it. After what they do to their drivers, they couldn't have it. They could not have it. But, hey, I think, you know, we might be different. I think Monaco should stay. I think they should keep it. Listen, mm. if we're if we're going to completely change the sport around, obviously there need to be changes. The TV direction which Formula One's TV direction needs to get better anyways. Uh, but definitely the Monaco direction needs to get better. But I think you just keep it... I think you need to keep it f- just for, you know, the sport itself. Which, uh, and everybody might not think that, but I know it's hard to race these cars around there. Maybe they tweak the track a little bit, and they make some changes, throw it down some different streets, who knows, but I don't know. I enjoyed the race. There was some stupid parts, some silly parts that were frustrating, parts that sucked. But yeah, it, I, I don't know. I thought it was it was uh, pretty not as boring as I thought it would be. I judge a race based on if I could fall asleep in the middle of it and not miss anything. Well, you could have fallen asleep yeah. in the middle of this one because there were so many red flags. <laughs> and you could like I we were honestly watched it while I was on a walk. And I had turned it off. <laughs> We walked about a mile, turned it back on, it's still under red flag, so who knows. But yeah, I mean, it, was, it wasn't, I'll just say, it, just like Barcelona, it wasn't as boring as I thought it would be. Fair enough. But hey, then we got to go straight into that, into the Indy 500. That was not, well, the end was not boring. Yep. Give your opinions on the Indy 500, because I only watched a few parts of it. Um, I loved it. I uh, was watching on the app, so I got a commercial every three laps. So I was pretty annoyed by that, but the end was great. I mean, McLaren, which we're big, we're we're team McLaren. They did pretty well. I think second and fourth. 
in 11th. Uh, Pato almost had the win. Went around the outside, couldn't make it stick. But, you know, former F1 driver, again, takes the crown. Pretty sad that Roman Grosjean wrecked, but I liked it. It was yeah, exciting. Yeah, I saw he was at the back. Yeah, he, he wrecked. Well, everybody did. Everybody was wrecking. Oh. They're wrecking all over the place. Colton Herta didn't wreck, but just didn't finish the race. Jimmy Johnson finished about a last running car. It was a good race. I enjoyed it. It was pretty exciting at the end. Uh, how do you feel about running Monaco in the rain? Do we feel like, uh, you know, FIA is definitely trying to be safe. I think Form F1 in general probably has some issues with it. that, with the FIA. No, they you think they it. should have run? The only reason they didn't, they say it's safety, but uh, now granted, what I'm about to say, when you see mixed car afterwards, yeah. you might not agree, but I don't think they reach mm-hmm. speeds on Monaco that if they, in the in the rain, they I don't think they would have reached any speeds that would have put them at any great danger mm-hmm. i just don't understand why they didn't go in the rain i know it's gonna it would have been slow and boring to watch but it would have been even trickier and it might have changed things up a bit but yeah I, mm-hmm. I don't understand why they didn't start in the way it doesn't make sense uh martin brunel couldn't understand it either i mean i get so. they were saying that it would be hard on the tunnel because you're going from some from wet to dry and then back to wet and then dry to wet to dry afterwards but mm-hmm. they're professional drivers that are the best in the world they're getting paid millions of dollars in the best cars and they have wet tires it's what they should be able to do um do you have any opinions on alex albon having people behind him and he ignored 16 blue flags and nothing happened and i think the entire reason nothing happened is because <laughs> Maybe the stewards lost power also. Because nobody knew what was going on all weekend. Yeah. Even Alex Albon. Terrible all weekend. So Six, 16 blue flags, and he said, well, I still had the pace over. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. For a race trying to keep itself on the calendar, they did not do what they needed to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it wasn't terribly. I'm again, it wasn't terribly boring, but they didn't do what they needed to do, especially nope, when, gone. especially when there's a bunch of new eyes on it who are mm-hmm. already, you know, this is gonna be boring. Hearing this is gonna be boring and all of this, and don't don't like care about well, you know, what Monaco is for the sport. Uh, yeah. After watching that, they're gonna hate it. They're everybody's gonna hate it. Yep, they're done. So. Congratulations. I'd like to start now after talking about Monaco with something that I was reading. In our over-under prediction game, back from January, if you'd like to go and listen to that episode, we said there'd be three driver changes at the end of 2022. It is becoming more and more apparent that we have some... There's going to be at least two. Drivers who are on the hot seat, and I don't think that they can save themselves. And I understand we're in what? Race seven? Yep. Let us begin. <laughs> okay. Are Daniel Ricardo. Oh, you're going with the hottest of hot takes here. Okay. Daniel Ricardo. Leaving Red Bull because he didn't want to be a second driver. Going to Renault to be a more competitive team. And going to McLaren because they're better than Red Bull, I guess. And then he's becoming to 
the second driver at McLaren getting paid boatloads of money for it. So my question for you is, where is he going to finish in the Indy 500? Uh, I, t- I, t- I texted you and said Colton Hurd is in that McLaren next year. Mm. Um, I don't, it's hard to say with him, and we've talked about it before, and it's like he was in the same spot last year. Everybody was saying he was on the hot seat. And then he started to turn it around. He won a race and was kind of decent. But then he had to do it all again this year. And, like, I don't know. He's getting older. They're paying him a ton of money. McLaren doesn't have a ton of money right now. Uh, people, I think people made too much about the, the Zach Brown comments. Mm. I think that blew way out of proportion because I'm, I don't understand why that would be such a big deal for somebody to come out and say something that everybody knows and i'm sure that they've talked about it in performance reviews and maybe Mm -hmm. it was a motivation tactic of hey maybe i will push each other a little bit more here to say you're not living up to our expectations which i mean when lando's consistently in the top in the points got fastest lap this weekend Mm -hmm. and you're finishing 14th not competitive not even making q3 you know Daniel, Daniel Ricciardo is a professional driver. He's been in the sport for 10 years. I think he understands he's not living up to expectations. He's probably not living up to his own expectations. Oh, definitely not. Um, I think this was more of a PR move to manage expectations with the general public. Yeah. and Yeah. Signs are there, folks, uh, just so you know, so you're not surprised. Yeah, and the thing is, is like everybody who – has watched his career, like knew he was going to struggle this year too. He struggled his first year at Renault. He struggled going from Toro Rosso to Red Bull his first year. Uh, but at a certain point when you're Zach Brown, you got to say, when does the money meet him, how much he's improving the team? When I can go save, you know, $10 million, sign Colton Herta, and Lando's leading the team four years in the sport. So, I wouldn't be shocked if he's gone. I he won't be gone by the end of the year. Uh, I mean, something might be announced by the end of the year, but he'll definitely get the rest of the year out for sure. Oh yeah, I don't think he's gonna have his seat like and vacated during. To the be season. fair to him, he's had some incredible teammates. He was mm-hmm. he's been teammates with Max, Lando, Seb. So it's like <laughs> Nico Hulkenberg. He's a uh, <laughs> he's. He's not been, I don't know, he's had some tough competition within the team, let's see. Well, maybe he needs tonsillitis. Maybe. I mean, he can't, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think that, you know, I try not to be a fanboy, mm-hmm. and I try to keep, you know, my uh, emotions in check when it comes to judging how good a driver is. But maybe Lando is just incredible. Have we ever considered that Daniel Ricciardo's actually getting a lot out of this McLaren and Lando's just that good? Has anybody ever... And it's hard to say that because obviously... I don't think I've heard that. Obviously, he's like the... uh, Like a really popular driver, so people don't... People like kind of take it with a grain of salt. Lewis Hamilton. But hey, what if he actually is just incredible and is getting so much out of this car and Ricciardo's just struggling because it's a crap car? 
Lewis Hamilton said he's a good driver, so you know mm-hmm. they got some hope. Who's to say? And hey, but bring on the Lando and Colton connection next year. Teammates again. They grew up being teammates. Oh. They might as well be teammates again next year. Also, I'd just like to make a quick note. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, you do not have to apologize every after every race. We all know <laughs> you're the greatest of all time. But he's and not we winning the race. He's getting beat by his teammate winning, for once. And, you know, I'm let me, when you win seven world championships, I'll give you all the grace you won. Lord. Hey, do you ever... Do you, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how much do you think that Nico Rosberg sits and relishes these moments of Lewis losing to his teammate again? Oh, he loves it because he brings it up every time yeah. he's on. It's just something about like he's got oh, feel when so, Lewis got he's cranked. Feel Get so over good it. That he's got like Lewis has like a competitive teammate again. Even though Valtteri's incredible, but yeah, yeah, Lewis losing to his yeah. teammate. I, I get why he's everybody's so experienced of him winning. They expect him mm-hmm. to. Now he's finishing eighth. Yeah, which Monaco is not his track, so we'll see you going forward. That Mercedes is going to be quick. Bring on Monza. Um, other drivers changes. Well, I want to go back. Just wanted to shout out to Lewis real quick. Um, real quick. Uh, who else do you have uh, going away? Oh, I thought you. Soon. I thought you were about to name more people. Oh, I do have people I'd like to name, but I didn't know if you'd like to join in on this. Oh, I think there's going to be four people going next year. Okay. So Mick one. Schumacher. Do you think Mick's going to lose a seat? I, I think I don't think so. I think I think Mick is um, a great person who has not been able to bring his A game, and I don't know how much time to wait. Haas has. I think maybe Haas it was a different has. team. Do you think? Well, I mean, they don't have any time if he keeps destroying True. their cars. True, but at the same time, how much does Haas need that Schumacher name? That's fair. I mean, it's just, got, that's just like a hard, yeah, it's just a hard thing to say. And he's he's an F two champion, so it's not like he's like not talented. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It is hard. I think a lot of people will will give him the benefit of the doubt just because they like him, and he's a nice kid. He's a nice guy. Yeah, and he got put in a really bad situation at Haas. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. It, I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen personally. I can see why you put his name down, and I wouldn't be shocked, but I also just don't see Haas doing that. Um, Next one is uh, Latifi. 100%. He's gone. I think he might be gone before the end of the year. Oh, no. Give it. Really? Let Nick DeVries. If Nick DeVries does another FP1 and is quicker than Nicholas Latifi, I mean, Latifi, what is he? He's so far off the pace. And last year it was like... He's teammates with George Russell, and George is touted as the next best thing. And now he's teammates with Alex Albon, who everybody says is great. He's won everything, but yeah, had to take a year out. Hasn't raced in a year, which I guess you could say the same thing about Mick and Kevin Magnuson. But for Alex Albon to be that much better, like Alex Albon is doing better than George did in the in the Williams since in. Well, I won't get too far ahead of myself with that. But the gap is still there. So is Latifi only there because mm-hmm. of the sponsorship? Chances are yes. Yes. And I like Nicholas Latifi, but <laughs> I don't think there's a shot. He is. There's no shot. When Nick DeVries is right there, 
and is a Mercedes guy. Mm-hmm. Has Toto Wolf in his corner. There's no shot. Um, those are my top three. What's your fourth one that you have in mind? Uh, well, I wouldn't say like a driver change. I wouldn't be shocked if Seb doesn't come back. Ah, uh, retirement. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Seb doesn't come back after this year. And then I wouldn't be shocked if Lance Stroll's gone by the end of the year. Especially if fires him. Well, especially if uh, Aston signs the deal with uh, with Audi. Mm. Um, and they they might, yeah. I mean, he's so bad too. He's so bad, and he's so annoying too. I don't know what like I don't know what it is about Lance Stroll, but he's just oh. he. Hold on a second, real real quick, Harrison. Real quick, I want to interject. Ladies and gentlemen, the Harrison Lance Stroll hate. I don't hate him, but he now. just rubs me the wrong way. There's just something about him that I just can't stand. I'm sure he's a great, a nice dude. I don't. There's just something about the kid that just. Now, granted, he's more successful than me. Is it the money? It must be the money. Is it the money? I the must be. In, I must be in. Must be the money. I must just be envious of him. I don't know. There's just something about him that. Mm. It just throws me the wrong way. Cringe. It makes me cringe. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a complete overhaul there. We obviously know Checo's staying. What about Checo's uh, staying? Well, I was gonna say what about uh, Joe Guan Yu, but there's not. They need, that, chi- a lot to they need that China connection. He's bringing a lot to them. What about Yuki? First, you think you, they'll keep Yuki? Yeah. He's made yeah. some improvements. I mean, yeah. he did better With than Pierre. Alphatari, he's not. I think he's doing fine. That team's doing fine. Do you think they'll re-sign Kevin Magnuson? With Haas? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's been doing incredible. Absolutely. They will bring him back. It's still... Uh, it's just hard to say just though because it's still... We're seven races in and it's like... Mm-hmm. I feel like we're on ESPN right now just making up some bold predictions. But... Hey, that's what we're here for. Yeah, but that... This season's already over for some people. Yeah, Latifi, there's... I don't think there's any coming back and I think he probably knows it at this point. Well, listen, there's always NASCAR. You gonna watch Kimi Raikkonen's first race? Of course. When's his first race? Uh, I don't know. Watkins Glen, I think. Bristol. Oh no, he's running. I would a road pay course. good money to see. He's running a road course, but what if he just stays on for a season and just like short track? I'd love it. Just... I'd I would go to the race to watch him. Okay, you heard it here first, first folks. We would do unless a it's live the dirt. Show. Unless it's Bristol, we can go to Martinsville. We would hold the microphones like this to us in Bristol. You still wouldn't be able to hear it. Coming to you live. Huh? You wouldn't be able to hear it. That's so loud. No, you couldn't hear anything. Couldn't hear anything. Oh, well. Uh, That's what I have. Drivers on notice, race on notice. FIA, you're on notice. Everyone's on notice now. But we go to Baku next, and there's one thing. It's Baku is a street track that produces overtakes and drama. And are you I, so only I'm referring to, to the excited. Red Bull incident as far as drama <laughs> hasn't been too kind to bad luck Chuck but wouldn't it just be crazy if Checo just starts dominating and Red Bull has to uh, prefer him in the races mm, a real Woody and Buzz scenario. do you think they would you think that if if Checo wins in Baku mm-hmm. which didn't he win there was that last year or two years ago? And uh, hold on, let me pull it up. 
Yeah, the Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, it was last year. The Lewis Hamilton lockup going into mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean, if, together. if Checo wins and then is, what, five points off the lead and then wins again, takes takes more of the lead, at what point do they just start <clears throat> trying to push Max more? Do you, do you think they would do that? They, they can't. Absolutely let, not. They can't let Max's teammate beat him. Right. Absolutely not. That's when they're, like, putting... Uh, uh, they they get accidentally too cold gas yeah. in there. You know the gas is too cold. Uh, check, Sorry, check didn't goes, put enough for a leader. Checo's thirty seconds in the lead. Um, hey, uh, Checo, um, we need you to box this lap. We're going to retire the car. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> uh, we'll explain later. We'll explain later. We'll talk later. They get taken back there. What the hell do you think you're <laughs> doing? Like, you're beating Matt. What the you heck? signed that contract on the dotted line, and what did it say on there? It said, I will never win. I will never finish first. He's the shake. You're the bake. That's it. <laughs> Imagine. I just, I kind of want to see it just to see what they do. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Harrison likes chaos Formula One. Yeah, if there's any Who team doesn't? I want to see inner, inner drama on, it's definitely Red Bull. Mm-hmm. I want to see how they handle it. They That's don't. all I got. There's not a lot going on. Go to Baku Fantastic. next. Go see the castle. I like the track, Baku. Gonna be fun. Is that a uh, standby? Hold on, I'm looking at something real quick. This is great, great content, everybody. Um, well, nothing's loading, so who cares? What were you about to say? Um, is that next week? I was looking. No, it's the week after. Yeah, I was yeah, just. It's a and then break. Canada after that. I couldn't remember the race after. It's because it's Canada. We come home and to Lance, Lancey so boys. To Azerbaijan. Home. We're going to Azerbaijan, and then we're going to Canada, and then we're going to Great Britain. And it's really. Ins- I mean, first off, I don't understand why they're doing uh, Silverstone over the Fourth of July weekend. Well, they gotta distract everybody from the independence of our country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You heard it here. They got to distract folks, people from when they lost us. Hey, you want to hear um, some other things? Uh, you should follow us on social media, which is on Instagram and Twitter at Track Limits Pod. You can email us Track Limits Pod at gmail.com. Leave me comments for the stewards. Not that they'll ever respond to it. You could send us just absolute filth. 16. 16 blue flag filth and they'd never call you on it they don't have the power to um, see they it. wouldn't they wouldn't care they'd say it's just a racing incident um and lando was mentioned in this podcast uh anything else you want to say harrison about monaco i don't think there's anything else to say unless you want to you know, no just sad about just it what, Goodbye, what once was a crown jewel Mm-hmm. Will be replaced by. God, that just says. What annoys me the most is that they will replace it with Miami or Las Vegas as the glitzy and glamorous. How about they go back to Indy? They're like, you know what, this Indianapolis thing. I mean, I love to go into Indy and watch it, course. but it's not a good. It's not good for the cars anymore. Well, time to adapt the cars. We'll talk about that next time here on the Track Limits Podcast. Anyway, uh, talk to y'all later. Bye.